0: Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. My name is Andrew Murata, host of Education, Leadership, Beyond, and we are live here uh, at Rockland County Community College uh, here with the leadership class uh, at LIU. And uh, we are joined by the esteemed uh, author and education leader, uh, Jay Billy. Jay is the uh, author here of Lead with Culture. He is an active principal uh, and he is joining our class here at Rockland County Community College. Uh, and part of our, our learning and our growth here is, uh, is this book here, and uh, Jay was nice enough to join us. Jay, welcome to the program and welcome to our class.
1: Thank you, uh, I'm excited to do this. I'm uh, Looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say.
0: Well, and we're looking forward to uh, hearing from you. It's, it's great to not only read the book, but then to meet you, uh, not necessarily in person, but but yeah. live here on Facebook. Uh, certainly, people watching live can uh, ask questions. My biggest fan is here. My mom is watching everywhere. Uh, <laughs> uh, so it's always nice. Hi,
1: Mom. Uh,
0: Jay,
1: yeah, where's, we've met before, where's Susie? But,
0: yeah, she'll be on. She'll be
1: <laughs> She's your biggest fan. Um,
0: but Jay, I'm going to step out here in a minute and, and turn it over to the class. Um, but why don't you just tell us briefly about yourself. We know you're in a, in a new school, your second year in a new school, but a brief bio, introduce yourself to the the group here as well as our our live viewers, and uh, we'll certainly get into the content uh, here of your book. Thanks, Jay.
1: Okay. Um, So my name is Jay Billy. I'm the proud principal at Ben Franklin Elementary School in Lawrence Township, New Jersey. Uh, Very lucky we're a pre-K through grade three school. Uh, For seven years before last year, I was the proud principal at Slackwood Elementary School. Um, Prior to that, I've done a variety of things. I, I was a principal uh, of a school for um, elementary students in special education. I was a vice principal of a high school. I uh, started my career coaching wrestling in college. So um, those are all the things I love um, to see kids having fun at school and enjoying themselves. And I love to try to make school the best place that we can make it. So that's kind of what I do.
0: And Jay, there's there's so many learning points and in, in this book, and I, we know it's doing really well out there, and not only in the Twitter world, but also uh, in schools and in leaders' hands. Why don't we start with the what was the inspiration for this book and 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 that journey of to physically getting it into a book copy? Why don't you share that story?
1: Well, um, so I've been doing, uh, you know doing this for a long time. I, I've been in education 30, wow, I look good for 36 years in education, I guess, but i um, been doing it for a long time. And I was at actually, um, Beth Huff, who wrote um, Lead Like a Pirate with Shelly Burgess, Beth and I were presenting at a conference here in New Jersey. Um, there, there's a whole backstory to how we met and all those other things. But basically, um, we, we decided, we um, put together this this, um, discussion on, uh, develop, developing school culture. Uh, Beth is a, a distinguished principal, and, um, a national distinguished principal. And actually last year she was named digital principal of the year, um, for the, for United States. And so Beth and I were presenting and, um, she had, she and Shelley had just finished, uh, lead like a pirate, uh, which is part of the Dave, Dave Burgess consulting books and a pirate series. And um, we were going back and forth. we had a lot of things. both of us had lots of really cool ideas that we we shared about you know doing things in school to make school uh, an amazing place. And so the, the, the book kind of came from all the things that either I, I did or other people have done that create a culture of um, excitement and amazing amazingness. Um, for students and for staff. Uh, we go by the, the philosophy you want, you want to create a, a school where students, staff and families are running in, not out. And so I spent a lot of time, um, you know, doing that and making school um, special for our kids. And so we started sharing that at conferences. I start sharing more and more people and people seemed interested. So from there, just kind of started putting ideas down on paper for the book. Talked to Dave and Shelley at um, Dave Birch Consulting, and I said go for it. So um, that's where the book came from. So well,
0: we love it, and it's been enjoyable for us to read. I'm, I'm going to turn it over to some of our leaders here, uh, you know, who who certainly have some questions and wanted to talk with you. Not sure who wants to jump in first. Michael, go ahead. Why don't you introduce yourself? How's it going, Jay? My name is
1: Michael Frato. I'm a third-year teacher at East Post Central School District. I teach English to 7th and 8th grade students. Um, So I really loved your book. I can tell just by reading how enthusiastic you are, and I feel like I'm somebody who is like that. I eat lunch with my students, I go outside, and I greet them every single day. That's one of my tasks. So I was just wondering, um, you know, you can tell your passion, but how do you build, or how did you build uh, your foundations in a school, especially now since you're in a new school? How did you build those foundations and what were your first uh, steps to building your culture in your school? Well, I, I think first of all it's um, kind of be, you have to be honest about um, what you have. Uh, if you're starting to build culture, you wanna really talk about what what school is like. Um, the book was written while I was at Slackwood school. And then I went to Ben Franklin. When I first started, bless you. When I first started at Slackwood school, I, um, I had been in the district for four years prior to that. And I kind of had a feeling about what I liked and what I didn't like about the school. Um, again, I'm, I, I, I'm very passionate about what I believe is good for kids. And so some of the things that I saw going on, I, I knew that I, I had to change. Uh, so we just, I just kind of was honest about, okay, this is what the way I feel when I walk in the school, this is the way others have told me they feel when they walk in the school. And again, moving to a new school now, I mean, I have, I, I, I always share the experience and I shared it with the staff of my new school uh, of how uh, my guidance counselor, who when I was at Slackwood had gone up to Ben, Ben Franklin and sh- shared a story of how she had to do a, uh, uh bullying investigation that was part of a whole whole series of things and she when she came back after after a couple of days at at Ben Franklin she said to me little did i know i was going to be the principal there the next year little but um she said to me you know don't ever make me go back there you know i i just felt yucky you know um that's the technical term yucky and 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 um so i i i had heard that and then when i went to um met, started me you know, and found out I was moving to this new school and, um, started meeting with parents. Cause you know, everybody wants to know who, you, who their kid is and wants you to know who they are too. So you start meeting with parents and I start hearing stories of, um, teachers, their kids, kids coming home and telling the parents that they, they heard their teachers talking about other teachers or talking about, um, the principal and the hallways in a negative way, or, um, ask why we don't have substitutes on a regular basis. And when I talked to personnel, um, they gave me a list of subs who said they didn't want to go to our school because of the way it was. So those kind of things, um, you know, kind of told me that we had to change and do things differently. Again, when you, when you come in front of a, a, um, a faculty and you say, hey, um, this is what people say about you. You know, they deny it. They get defensive. They don't like it, but they hear it. You know, they hear they hear it. And so that I think that was the first step to just really be honest about what I felt was good and what you know what I felt we needed to change as far as the school culture. I want to make everybody feel welcome in our building. It starts when they walk the moment the moment they walk in the door in the morning, whether it's me or they're greeted by the, the front office staff. Instead of kids coming into school late and people standing there yelling at them. And again, I'm in elementary school, so it's different. You know, kids don't really come to school late. Parents bring them late. You know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but but instead instead of you know saying, "Oh, you got to try to get to school on time," come on, you know, Matt, you've been late three times this week. It's like, welcome to school. We're glad you're here. You know, and just changing the words and changing changing the um, the way school. You know, we think about school. The the second part of moving to the new school and again, I share this story all the time and I've shared it with the families is, um, the, the narrative that was on social media at the school from the parents, from the parents had to change. Uh, I feel, I feel we as um, leaders in our school, it's our job to tell the stories of our school. And if the story being told by people from the outside, it's probably not a correct narrative. So I, um, you know, very first meeting with the, pa- the parents, I said to them, okay, you know, tell me what you've heard about me. And a few people said really nice things and they were excited for that I was coming to the new school. And then I went back to the, well, let me tell you what I've heard about you. And um, I shared some of the things that I'd read on social media posts from parents of students in my school and, and just said, hey, if we want to be the best school in the state of New Jersey, it starts with how we talk about our school. Okay. It doesn't, you know, talking about school doesn't make it better, but we have those conversations. But when you start blasting that, you're not going to, you're not going to be able to help your school. We cannot be great unless we start talking about ourselves as great. Um, and then I, you know, I called some of the parents out, you know, next time I saw something on, on a Facebook post, I called them up and I said, Hey, what's this? You know, why don't you just come in and talk to me? And, and once you do that once or twice, people, um, they talk to each other and then they stop doing that. You know, um, I had a I had a mom. Her, I, I called, I called her house and spoke to her husband and, and I said, well, you know, I'm just calling cause I, I saw this and I'm just wondering why, um, you know, she, she didn't give me a call about this and she wasn't home at the time, but that afternoon she came in, um, brought me gifts because I think her husband scolded her and told her to get in. But again, until you start calling people out for, for, for those kind of things. And, you know, the second piece is you're not setting a good example for your child. And I explained that, you know, um, our kids are now fully enmeshed in social media, even third graders get it. So if we're not setting a good example of how to use it, you know, if we're bullying online, if we're talking negatively about other people, then our kids are going to do that. So I really s- felt that like, you know, to start with those conversations of honest of where we are, and where I like our school to go. So I I went on and on, but hopefully that kind of explains a little bit. Yeah, That's great, that is really good.
2: I have a question. Um, I like in the book how you like talk about how you change the culture with the parents. And one of the things I found interesting with the teachers is that you kind of had, you went to your lead teachers and you asked them to kind of share out their best practices with um, other teachers.
1: Was that challenging to get those teachers
2: to step up and do that in, in the school?
1: Yeah. And some teachers are not. uh, Surprisingly enough, some teachers um, like to just go in their rooms and and just do their thing um, because um, teachers by nature are are humble and, um, you know, really concerned about just what they're doing in the classroom. But you see great things happening. And I want those things to kind of multiply. Um, Just like using social media, it's kind of our obligation for all the kids, not just for my 25 kids in my classroom, to help. All the kids, all 400 kids in my school, there are kids. All, you know, one million students in the state of New Jersey, those are my kids. And so that's why I feel that um, sharing whenever possible is, you know, wh- whether it's via social media or going to conferences or sharing best practices in, in other places is so important. Um, so talking. some teachers were a little shy and I put, put them out of their comfort zones. Some of them I... Um, I would write it into their um, professional development plan for the next year. You know, um, you're, you know, these are some things you do really well. I would love for you to share 15 minutes at a staff meeting. You know, if you do that, you know, and so we would write it in as part of their plan and they would build themselves up to, to doing it. One of the best teachers I ever worked with is a, a special a teacher and she's awesome. She, you know, but she just does her own thing. And, and nobody, you know, they don't go in her class because she's got the toughest kids in the world. So nobody knew what she's doing, but I put her in front of the staff for 15 minutes and people were like asking for more. Tell us how you do this. Can I come down and watch this? And, and it, it, it really does change the culture where it's a a culture of sharing. Uh, Again, it's not bragging, it's sharing. And, and if you can kind of put it in those words, it, it, you know, I do that And again, when I, when I shout out somebody on a uh, Twitter feed or shout out somebody somebody's doing something great, that's like writing, a, writing a, a note to them and saying, hey, you know, great job in class because I'm not putting crap out on Twitter. I'm putting the real, you know, stuff that I think is good, you know, good practice. So when, when you see posts from my school, that's something I think is really cool happening in the classroom or in my, in my school. And I want to share that because maybe somebody else will benefit from it too. Mm-hmm. So hopefully Thank that, you. yep.
2: Joanne McDonough. Like I you, know. 30 years in education. <laughs> right here in a supervisor position, just started July. Oh. But one of your quotes from your book, I posted it the other day because this guy's getting us into the Twitter world here. I thought. <laughs> um, I'm not there checking in on them. I'm here to help and be part of the learning experience. Yeah. Yeah. So, as much as I posted that two days ago when I walked in the building today, it was like a scurry. They're like, Are you here to observe me? I said, No, I'm just here. You know, be present in the building. I'm in charge of like five elementary schools. So I said, I'm just here to be present in the building. And they scurried. They're like, are you coming in to see me? I'm like, no, I'm just here. So, you know, how to change that mindset that we're here to help. We're not here to critique and we're here to make your practices better. So strategies. I like how you said you're not bragging and sharing. I wrote it down. I thought that was a good way. And to put in the you know the de- professional development plan. So already some good hints that might already be in the book. Maybe I didn't get to it, or it just didn't stick out to me. But I like those things, so I appreciate your book, and I've used
1: it. Well, thank you. like I said, I think um, it's you know when you're in five schools, it's so hard to, to be seen as um, as anything but somebody so not, not half, you know not who wrote like part. So, so it's like. I'm, you know, I gotcha, not I gotcha. No, it's like I'm got I gotcha I'm here to help you instead of I get, no, I'm here to catch you doing something. And for me, I like I don't want it to be an event when I walk into a classroom. Um, you know, and so I try to get to classrooms all, all my classrooms at least once, maybe twice a day, maybe more than that. Um, so when I walk in and out, people they just go about their business. Instead of like you say, they're looking at you going like, okay, why is why is he here? Is he here? Um I, I know that I um I have teachers who before I came to my school came to the school called themselves principal like three times a year in their classroom. Well that changed in the first three days three times. So uh, that, that is that is really the difference. Um you want to be a president and to be invited in, you know, as a supervisor. To get yourself invited into the conversations about teaching and learning, they people need to trust you, and they need to trust that you're there to help. And, and you do that by just being there and helping. You know, just being there and helping, getting down on your knees and helping a kid with a writing project, or you know, taking the class for ten minutes while the teacher uses the restroom, or any of those things. Builds that trust, and trust is really what the, what what gets you you excited about doing what you do because they need to be a part of those conversations about teaching and learning, which is going to make our, our schools and our classrooms better.
0: Jay, let me, let me piggyback on that. So it's, it's great to celebrate the good things. You put them on Twitter. You're celebrating people. You're building people up. But what about when you see something subpar and you have to make corrective action and there's some defense there, you know, that, that's not as easy. How do you go about doing that? Because you're you're trying to change some things in a new school now. How do you go about when it's subpar?
1: Well, I, I think um, I I think you, you look at it a couple ways. Maybe nobody ever told them that you know that that it wasn't you know that that it, that it wasn't really what we hoped for and want in our classrooms. So you have to look at it like like at first like they don't know. So you have to kind of, um, in, in a kind of way, be honest and say, hey, I noticed this, uh, you, you know, classroom management, you're struggling with that. And they'll be like, oh, I thought it was fine. I go, yeah, I would like to see you do this and this and this. And then, you know, give them opportunities to, to do those things. Um, I have I have numerous times over the last year in my new school, went in to do an observation. It was a scheduled observation, and it didn't go so well. And I went and talked to the teacher and I said, um, I'm not going to count that. Here's some things I want you to work out. I'm going to come back in a couple weeks, you know? Because again, as a tenured teacher, been teaching for 20 years, you know, what am I going to do? I, 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 want, I want it to be better. So I share with those things and it's a non-threatening way. I had a teacher cry because she, she really didn't know that it was, was not that good. And, and so I shared this and this, you know, we'll work out. I'll come in. If you want to give like a model or you can go see somebody, this teacher does this really well and came back three weeks later and the class was running so much smoother because she just took a couple of the suggestions and kind of turned them around. You're, you know, you're not like, it's a step-by-step progression. And sometimes you, you, you have to call it out because I'm not doing my job if I'm not calling it out but there's a there's a kind way to do it without um, hurting people you know and like i said I, I, the teacher was crying she was, she goes i never had a bad observation you know I, i'm a really good teacher and i love and i said i can tell i can tell how much you love the kids and i love the kids here here's what i saw let's work on this and and then forgot about it like i said i didn't write it down i didn't write anything i wrote gave her some notes as far as things to work on but it wasn't written in any plan or anything like that now when we met to at the end of the year, we didn't forget about it. We talked about it, but the goal is the goal is always improvement and better and getting better. And as long as people get that they need to get better, you know, I, I think you, you can't beat them up constantly because because then you're never you're never going to get anywhere, and you're going to lose some of that culture that you're trying to build. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, do you want to jump? I
2: have a question. Um, I had a few, but this kind of came up through the conversation. Um, you were just mentioning like tenure teachers, but I'm curious about how you kind of welcome in new teachers and kind of get them acclimated to you know, some of your expectations and getting them kind of used to the staff and
1: kind of yeah. building
2: that up with them.
1: Well, again, that, that starts with the interview uh it really really starts an in interview um i i try to first of all let them know that i have expectations that that they're not going to come and get in line um todd whitaker call you know talks about you know when you hire someone new you don't want them to get in line you want them to create a new line you know um and so sometimes um like, I, I, I give, you know, I want, when I, when I interview, I want every person that I interview for one position, I want them all to wish that they can come and work for me in my building. I want them to know that they're going to have autonomy in the classroom, but I'm going to be in there all the time watching them. I want them to know that these are, this is the culture of the classroom I want, and I want them excited to come work. I hired a new teacher this year who had three different offers to go somewhere else, and she was, literally, we went to, we went to interview and uh, we finished interviewing and, you know, I could tell that she, w- she was going to be good. So, but, um, so I called her that afternoon and I said, because our personnel department doesn't always work so fast, I called and said, I said, don't you dare take a job anywhere else. You know, I want you to come work here. And she goes, I want to come work there. I'm supposed to go tomorrow and do-, and do a demo lesson and I'm canceling it. And I said, perfect. Come work for come work for us because I want you. So I want them. And then when I, once I hire them, I I tell them why I hired them. You know. So we have that second meeting about about. Um, hey, it's just a couple minutes. Just, hey, you know why I hired you, right? This is what you did. I said at the interview. These are the things that you said you would do. And and this is what we talked about. And this is why I hired you. Now, how can I help you? Get you know get your, get used to the curriculum the classrooms, the, the other people. And and so that, that's the beginning of it. The next part is, is you know, at that very first staff meeting, welcoming, welcoming them and getting helping them know the other people. So you do a lot of activity. Even though some of them have been there 30 years, they all know each other, that new person needs to become part of that culture. And, and so you, you kind of bring them in that way. You do some pretty crazy stuff, especially in the first couple of days. So they so they know that this is expected, that risk taking is expected, that um, that they're going to lead the way and it's okay to take those chances. Uh, at new teacher orientation, I give um, I, I, they put me in charge of. They probably shouldn't do this. But they put me in charge of a, of a day of teaching a pirate with all the, the new teachers. And one of the first things I do is I give them all the math. So anybody that's uh, hired new, i um, you know, go through the whole thing about how we uh, ha- expect them to take risks to try to do things differently to make, to make, to make a pass that says it's laminated, so they can use it more than once. But basically, if anybody comes in to observe you during a lesson and you fail miserably, miserably, you can just hand this to them and that's your free pass. Now, it can't be just some crap lesson where you're copying ca- worksheets and, and having them sit down and go through stuff. It has to be a lesson where you're trying something different and taking chances and risks because that's an expectation I have at my school and that's an expectation that my superintendent has, that we are doing school differently. We're trying to create a place where kids are thinking on their own. They're curious and creative and being innovative in our classrooms. So, mm-hmm. so hope, did I answer your question? I hope I did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. do well, I know? Where do you purchase your silly hats? Okay, so actually, to, to be honest with you, okay, so, so the hat thing you know came from a gift. A student gave me a hat, I wore it, wore it the next day, the kid was so excited to see me when he got off the bus with this hat, this silly hat on. Then somebody else brings me a hat, then a parent brings me a hat. So sometimes I'll see them and I'll buy them and sometimes people will give them to me. Most of the really crazy ones have been given to me. I was in Texas this summer doing a, an opening for one of the school districts in Bang Texas, and I got the biggest cowboy hat you've ever seen um, yeah. in Texas. So like it's become kind of a thing. I don't actually wear hats ever except Just for, the, for the kids. Yeah. For the kids. So that that's the, the um, so a lot of them were given to me, um, but like people know as a, my, my daughter for one of our, Christmas presents last year, like five hats in a box. So I guess I have that reputation. And so they just kind of come, come, but I, but like I said, um, it, it's funny because if I get, you know, go out, like if I'm running late and I run out to get, greet the buses in the morning and I forget to put a hat on, the kids will say something or the bus drivers will say something. They literally drive up and sometimes wait to see what I have on, you know? And, you know, again, I, I'm a little kid's, but I would do that anyway. I, I I would dress silly. I would do things different. Um, I work, like I said, I work with high school emotionally disturbed kids and they all need to know that you're just a little crazier than they are. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really important that all the kids like get that, that, Hey, you know, I, I have kindergartners walking by going, you're crazy. You're crazy. And again, they don't even know what that is in kindergarten, but they all get it. They, they do get it. And like, and, you know, um, and if anybody's ever looking for a hat, they come to my office because they know where to find them. Yeah.
0: Jay, we have some class presentations here. So before we before we sign off, you know, ton of great advice in here, uh, but what would you leave our leaders here, um, you know, as we sign off here, what would you say, the top two or three things, pieces of advice that you would give them as they're going to begin their uh, administrative journeys?
1: Oh, I can talk for hours, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. you got... To- I, got two minutes. <laughs> I got two minutes. So, okay. So um, don't let you know, the haters, um, bring you down, be yourself, be honest and try to have fun at what you do. That's what teaching like a pirate. When I, when I read teach like a pirate and then got to see Dave and meet Dave, that's what changed my life because I started having more fun at work. I was good at what I did for a long time. I've always been good at, but now I have fun every day and my teachers have fun. So don't let, don't let haters bring you down. Hey, um, I, I'll try not to curse. So <laughs> people, who, people who are C's don't like people who are A's. Gene Musi and I talk about this all the time. People who are C's don't like people who are A's. So they try to bring you back to be a C. Mediocrity loves mediocrity. And it's hard work to be good at what you do, but don't let them bring you down. If you, If you're passionate about what you do, Make sure you have fun at it every day. I am the luckiest guy in the world because I get to do what I love to do every single day and I get to be knee-deep in kids, which makes me happy all the time. And now I get to share my story and that makes, the, makes me even happier. So don't let those pe- people bring you down. Um, so what, what I was going to say is D- Dave gave me some advice. Um, it's actually a Brene Brown cr- quote. So I, I guess Brene Brown is okay to use. Um, but but um, ignore the haters you're not a jackass whisperer anyway, is what <laughs> so, so? But seriously, there are people that are go- going to talk about, even, even parents will think, what the heck is he doing? This is not the right thing, but you know what's right for kids, do it. Just do it, you know? And then back it up, back it up, and back it up every single day.
0: Jay, you've been so generous to me and my classes here. Uh, Lead Like a Pirate, this is Jay Billy, uh, here with uh, the leaders from LIU Hudson. Uh, in in Rockland County, New York, Jay, we appreciate it, uh, and thanks for the work you're doing out there in the you. Thank
2: world.
1: you, thank you, guys, thank you. Have fun. All right, have a great night. Jay, Jay, fun